Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Thread the Needle Podcast. This is episode six. I'm Jared Kelly, your host. I'm also brought to my side my co-host Sean Bruner. Hey man, feeling a little bummed coming into the studio because we lost last night to the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. But honestly, it was a tough fought, really gritty game. Sean, how you feeling coming into the studio today? You know, knowing that we lost to the defending champs, Milwaukee Bucks last night, man. Sixers lose to the Bucks, one eighteen to one sixteen. Sixers move to the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. It was a big night from James Harden, Joel Embiid. Also, a very great game from Tobias Harris throughout the road trip. Um, he's been playing very well, yeah, and I think I think he's been helping the Sixers a lot. I mean, we had a good road trip besides uh, Phoenix, but it was a pretty good road trip. And I believe that the Sixers. It was a hard fought night last night for the Sixers. It was a really tough game and. Uh, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They're a really good team, so you, you already knew that it was going to be a great game from the start. And I, um, the Sixers just couldn't get it done. Yeah, and huge game from Tobias Harris that you brought up. He's been hot, dude. He's been stepping up. And yeah, I mean the Milwaukee Bucks are just experienced, and you know, you know, it was going to be a tough game last night. Tough, gritty game. I thought ultimately we had great ball movement throughout the first half that led to some good big three-point shots, back-to-back free-throw jumpers from Joel Embiid. He had 13 points by the first half, 11 points in the second quarter. But ultimately, we had no answer for Giannis. Giannis came out on fire by the half. He had 17 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists with a block. Wow. We, we I thought we were going to go to OT against the Bucks, and then Giannis made that huge play, that huge block that got overturned as a clean block from originally the officials calling it a goaltend. What a play by Giannis. I thought this game was absolutely really good. It was tough. It was a gritty game, but ultimately we had no answer for Giannis. And, you know, he was hitting a bunch of outside shots from the arc that normally he doesn't hit. Normally he struggles it's with. It's against man. the Sixers. What do you yeah, expect? Yeah, it's against the Sixers. Yeah, somebody always goes off, man. Like, he was just pulling from the outside. I was like, Giannis does not do that on a regular day basis. Yeah, Middleton had a hot start, too. Yeah. What do you think about – this happened last night in the game. Um, what do you think about the jump ball after the goaltender center circle? Like, what do you think about that rule? I think it is one of the dumbest rules in sports. I don't like it. I mean, it, like it clearly went out on off of the Bucks. Yeah. So just give it to the Sixers. Like give it to the Sixers. there's no need to have a jump ball in center circle. Yeah, I mean, and it then just gives the team no chance. Exactly. What do you do with that? We exactly. have one point six seconds left. We'll exactly. Like there's there was that's like one of the dumbest rules in sports, I swear. I know, dude. I, I, I honestly hated it. But we do have I think it's like seven games left in the regular season something yeah, like that yeah the Sixers have an easier schedule coming up yeah and ultimately in my eyes hey this might be a little biased but I think we can win every game yeah man, they from, have from to, here on out they have to take advantage of these games because these are these aren't really good teams that you're playing so the Sixers really need to capitalize on this yeah they really do they have to and I just want to talk about Giannis's stats last night he had 40 points with 14 rebounds and six assists huge game Chris Middleton also had 22 points on the Sixers side, Joel Embiid, you can't tell me different, man. Nikolai Jokic is not getting the MVP over this dude. You cannot undercut my man's Joel Embiid. Another huge game, 29 points, 14 rebounds, notched that double-double. Huge game from the beard, James Harden. He had 32 points, huge game from the offensive end. And Tobias Harris, like we, we said, he's been hot. He had 22 points and 11 rebounds. Huge way to contribute. There is nobody – like, nobody can tell me that Joel Embiid is not the MVP of the league. Dude, he has like, been consistent he, for the Sixers all year. Jokic is not the MVP. Nobody in the league has been playing better than Joel Embiid this year. Like, not a single person has been playing better. He led his team to a 3C without another star on his team. Like, the, 
He is the MVP of the league. Easy. I completely agree, Sean. And I got popped this question yesterday, actually, from a close friend, and they asked me who would you rather trust the who would you rather trust the ball with in a late game situation, taking the final shot, James Harden or Joel Embiid right now? Ooh, that's tough. That is tough. That but is I wanted really to pop tough. the question to you because ultimately I told him that right now, because of the way Joel Embiid is playing, I'm gonna take Joel. And then they were trying to say that James Harden is more, more versatile. Yes, he can dribble better than Joel Embiid. But you looked at last night, he was getting triple teamed and then took a bump from Brooke Lopez and still scored the M1. Dude, he's taller, so he could shoot over a triple team. Nobody James can Harden, stop him. Exactly. James Harden might struggle with that because James Harden is usually getting double teamed. He's not really getting triple teamed like Joel Embiid. I mean, you see right off the pass, I mean, they're just locking Joel Embiid, like, you know, transitioning and, and, and the sticking him. So there is one thing that I will say. Joe Joel Embiid sometimes in the late game situations tends to get clumsy and he always either yeah. throws a bad pass or will take yeah. some dumb shot. And I mean Harden's been clutch his entire career. Exactly. They brought so up that too. That he is a hit. tough part, but yeah. Embiid's having a season like no other. So right now I would probably go with Joel Embiid. You would probably take Joel Embiid. I would probably take Joel Embiid. Yeah, too. I agree. Yeah, and they they also brought up the point that, you know, James Harden hit a bunch of clutch shots, you know, previously in his career, so he's more experienced. And like you were saying, Joel Embiid usually fumbles with the ball a little bit in late-game situations, but I'm taking him. The way he's playing right now, I don't know. I'm putting all my trust in Joel Embiid. Yeah, dude, I mean, he's he's the MVP, too. Come on. Yeah, he's got it. I don't I don't want to hear any talk about anybody else. It's, it's Joel Embiid. Exactly. There's no debate around here, and, hey, we might be a little biased because we are Philadelphia fans, but listen, like – Joel Embiid is on another level this year. Everybody sees it. He's consistent. He plays with his heart out on the floor every night. And he's just, in my eyes, playing better than Nikolai Jokic. They don't like Philly. Yeah, nobody they, likes Philly. Nobody, nobody likes Philly. Likes Philly. Uh, where do you see the 76ers finishing in the Eastern Conference? Ah, this is tough. With the with, with the schedule, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. So, like we were saying, we got to capitalize really on, on this opportunity against these easy teams. And like I said, I think we could win every game from here on out. And I think possibly, I don't know how Milwaukee's schedule is, but if they can get some losses, I think we can maybe end, maybe in the second seed, maybe maybe end with third. Yeah, I was going to say maybe the first or the second seed. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure – uh, who Miami has? Or yeah, I'm Boston. not sure. I'm not sure what their schedule is looking yeah. like, but I'm sure they don't have as easy games as we do. Well, I'm not sure, but you know, but but I think yeah, we can we can end probably the second seed. But if worse, yeah, I I think I think worst case scenario we end the second seed. Yeah, I would say probably I would say for me, either the first or the second seed. Yeah. Um, do you think that the 76ers can beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the seven-game series? Dude, I can. Last night, we looked so good. Like we, Dude, the ball movement was phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we set up guys from outside the arc. We had good three-point shots. I mean, I thought ultimately we played a really good game, but we just had no answer for Giannis. And, you know, you had guys step up. Like, Drew, Drew Holiday, late in the stretch, fourth quarter, he hits that big shot. Like, dude, he's the old team. You knew he was going to hit it. Yeah, like – but normally Drew Holiday doesn't do that. I mean, come on. Like he, he does he, it against us. That's all I know. Yeah, he's usually a wizard with the dimes. He sets his players up and he scores like ten to fifteen, Great maybe twenty defense, on a good yeah. night. Yeah, it brings that good defense. But usually he's not like that down the stretch. So he hit the shot and honestly, you know, gotta give credit where credit is due. Huge shot from Drew Holiday. And like like we were saying, you know, you know, previous uh seventy sixers, so you know, he had to hit hit it against us, you know? Yeah, I also believe that the seventy sixers can get done in a seven game series. 
I um, think so. I yeah. think we're a better team than the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think that Joel Embiid in the playoffs is going to guard Giannis yeah. better than ever, and everybody's going to step up way more in the playoffs because it's playoff time. I mean, this is the regular season. I get people are still trying, but I think that the 76ers will get it done way more in the playoffs, and they're going to play way more aggressive, and they can easily get it done against the Milwaukee Bucks. Sean, I completely agree. And, dude, like I was saying last night, I think ultimately we look like the better team. It, I know it was going to be a tough raggedy game. We knew that coming in. You know, playing the experienced Milwaukee Bucks, defending champs. You know what I mean? It was a tough, raggedy game. I knew it was going to be. But ultimately, I thought we played better, and we just looked like the better team. It sucked that, you know, the the call got overturned towards the end and then the jump ball. Like, we couldn't do nothing but 1.6 seconds after that jump ball. You know what I mean? So, really, we had we had no option. But it was a, it was a good game. Yeah, and the NBA has to take the Lakers off of national television. Dude, they do. How but are they still... How was the Sixers and the Bucks not national television yesterday? How are they not? Exactly. I don't I don't understand the NBA. Like nobody wants to watch the Lakers anymore. They stink. They're like 30 games out of first place. I don't want to see them. Yeah, sure. Nobody Sean, wants to look at them. Sean, I actually wanted to go over to that game from last night. The Dallas Mavs played the Los Angeles Lakers. Luka Doncic, your boy, the Wizard. Uh, huge first quarter, going three for five from three. Wow. Love him on fantasy. Yeah, you got to love that guy on fantasy. 17 points, five rebounds, and five assists in the first quarter. I mean, come on, dude. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Los Angeles Lakers 128 to 110. And then on the Lakers end, Malik Monk stepped up. He had 28 points. Russell Westbrook kind of getting back in a groove, had 25 points. But also with Silence and the critics. Yeah, silence and the critics. Yeah, you're true, Sean. Yeah, he's, tr- he's trying to shut them up. Um... Also, with that loss last night, the Lakers dropped down to the 11th seed with the loss. And, you know, I want to see my San Antonio Spurs <laughs> in that play and boy. I mean, you know, I think they'll get eliminated after the second round. But, you know, ultimately, I, I want to see them in there. I, I want to see San Antonio in there. It's so much better when San Antonio, Greg Pop, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, So absolutely. much better. So, I really hope that uh, DeJounte Murray can lead them all the way. And yes, sir, my boy. Playoffs. My boy, I love that guy. Huge young guy with a bunch of potential. I just wanted to go over to another game last night that popped off. It was Brooklyn versus Detroit Pistons. Honestly, when I say this, you you already know where I'm leaning. Brooklyn Nets get the dub. Brooklyn Nets did beat the Detroit Pistons 130 to 123. Closer game than I would I would imagine. Kevin Durant, huge night. He had 41 points and 11 rebounds, and not a double double. Kyrie Irving had 24 points, and on the Detroit Pistons end. The rookie, Cade Cunningham, a huge night, man, 34 points. I mean, you know, to try to help the Detroit Pistons, but honestly, Brooklyn's better than Detroit. Cade Cunningham's climbing up in that rookie of the year ladder. Rookie of the year ladder, yeah. And ultimately, I told you on, on previous episode on the podcast that, you know, I was taking Evan, Evan Milley for rookie of the year yeah, this year, but I, I don't I know if it turned. I forget who I put. I don't even remember who I put. I think you were saying it's up for debate because you were talking about Wagner, oh, Ron yeah, Wagner. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, talking about Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Scotty Barnes and all them. Yeah, so it was still up in the air for you. Yeah, Kevin Durant in, against the Pistons in two games had, I think it was either 91 or 92 points. Wow. Just in two games. He's just been balling as of late. Um, Brooklyn's a way better team, and I'm missing my man Grant, dude. Yeah, I'm missing Jeremy him Grant. so much. I need him. Yeah, that's a huge deficit for your team, man. Dude, it's killing me. I need them. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Sean. And, yeah, like you were saying, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets are just a way better team than Detroit Pistons. Really close game, though. It was really close pe- Especially because it was in Brooklyn, too, so very close game. Yeah, in Brooklyn against Detroit, I mean, honestly, I thought Detroit, I mean, Brooklyn would just smack Detroit, you know? But, yeah. So I just wanted to go over to another game that went down last night. The Chicago Bulls played the Washington Wizards last night. The Chicago Bulls beat the Washington Wizards 107-94. 
On the Chicago Bulls end, DeMar DeRozan had 32 points. I know that's my brother's guy. Loves DeMar DeRozan this year. Nikolai Vucevic had 27 points. Zach Levine was kind of quiet last night. Yep. Yeah, and then on the Washington Wizards end, uh, Hachimura had 21 points. So, huge game from him on the Washington Wizards end. I was going to pick him up, too. Yeah, Hachimura, yeah, he's definitely a guy to – to look, he's under the radar right now, but he's he's climbing up. Yeah, huge night from uh, DeMar DeRozan. He helped him tremendously with Zach Levine not doing his part. Killed me last night in fantasy. Um, yeah, Zach Levine in a slump or something last night, man. Yeah, and it's good to see Alex Caruso back out on the floor for Chicago. Yeah, too. it is. Yeah, that's a huge piece. That's a huge addition. Um, is there any update on Lonzo? I have not seen anything. No no update? Yeah, because he's a huge piece. And when he comes back, I mean, he's he's going to help them, you know, get even further in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, honestly, I'm not taking Chicago over Sixers any day of the week. You know, Sixers over no Chicago. Way. No but, no you know, way. huge piece when Lonzo comes back if he does, you know. Um, but, yeah, I haven't heard any update. I just want to go over another game that went down last night. The Utah Jazz faced the Los Angeles Clippers what last night. Yeah, what a game. The Los Angeles Clippers defeated the Utah Jazz 121 to 115 on the Clippers end. Paul George in his return. Good to see him back, man. PG in his return. He had a great game with 34 points. Reggie Jackson, another one of my brother's guys, he had 21 points. And on the Utah Jazz end, Donovan Mitchell had 33 points. And Michael Conley had 19. I mean, dude, what is, what is going on with Utah? Yeah, what's going on with Utah? 45 and 31. I mean, what is going They've been losing. They had a 25-point lead last night. Yeah. 25-point lead last night. They got – they blew it. They had to blow it. Paul George, 20 points in the third quarter. Huge. And his return. Dude, I don't know what's going on with Utah. They're they're in a slump, dude. They, they are in a slump. losing. And honestly, they're missing my man, but John Bogdanovich. Yeah, they they're are. missing him on the offensive end, dude. He was getting hot right before he got hurt. I know yeah. he has that dwelling calf strain uh, right now that's playing a big part that he missed – He's still out. This is going to be his second week out because yeah. I have him on my fantasy, and, you know, he's just on my IL spot, and it's going to be his second week out, man. He's a huge piece on the offensive end for Utah. Utah's 4-6 and six in their last 10 games, dude. They're wow. not doing good at all. And also, I think Rudy didn't play his previous game. He played last night. I think he did play last yeah, night. Rudy yeah, Rudy Gobert did play last night. He was a late scratch, but his other game he did not play. Um, so I don't know if they have been sitting him or – he has a dwelling injury or what's going on with Utah, but they need to bounce back. They need to figure something out. Yeah, they're a way record, 19 and 20. That's not – that's like the Sixers a couple of years ago. All right, yeah, yeah. And you got to you gotta get better than that, man, your Utah Jazz. Yeah, you you're a way better team than that. Even with team. even with Bogdanovich out, you, you, you're too good of a team to be in a slump like this. Somebody's got to step up, whether it be Jordan Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell. You know, you, you got the pieces there. I know, you know, when Joe Ingles got hurt and, you know, they traded him. You know, he he was a big piece. But, yeah, Utah's got to turn around. They're a way better team than that. And, you know, they just got to turn around. All right, let's switch it over to football. Eagles, Kelly Green uniforms coming back, baby. I like it. How we I feeling it. about it? How we feeling? I like it. I love it, Sean. I love those jerseys. So, let's go. Let's bring it back. Dude, them, those, dude one of the nicest jerseys in Philadelphia history. Dude, they are so iconic. I'm so happy to have them back. Me so, too. So, what else? So, I've been hearing some things about Jalen Hurts he's been working out with a quarterback coach in California Uh uh-oh 
What do you, what do you, what do you think is going on there? What do you think he's cooking up there? Uh, he's cooking up. He's cooking up some recipes in that pot, boy. Listen, he's getting that arm stronger. He's going to get it more consistent. That long ball. And I'm telling you, he's going to come back even stronger, even better. That's my guy, Jalen Hurts, and I'm right behind him every step of the way. Preparing for his second season as a starter, his third season in the league. I love him. I'm very hyped, man. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a very good season this year. I think he's one of them underrated quarterbacks who is going to get looked at a lot this year once he starts popping off. Um, I think that he's going to be such a huge piece for the Eagles this season. Absolutely. I completely agree with you, Sean. I just wanted to pop this question over to you because I've really been thinking about it in my head. Ultimately, how do you think Tom Brady's going to do this season, coming back? I mean, we all saw he still has a lot of stuff, a lot of juice left in the tank, but how do you think he's going to play? I've been hearing a lot of things um, that he was going to win a ring this year again. Another? Um, I really don't think he's going to win another ring. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I really can't say anything because it's Tom Brady and right. obviously he's going to prove me wrong. Um, I remember my dad telling me when he was getting drafted, my dad said that he was, uh, he was going to be a scrub in the NFL and look, turned out <laughs> to be the, the greatest quarterback of all time. So yeah, look at him now. Yeah. So I guess I really can't say anything. He honestly might just come back and win another ring, but, um, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Obviously I want them to win. Absolutely. Got to go with the birds. Ka! So, uh, I believe that, you know, there's a big chance that he can win a ring this year. Yeah, for sure, man. I completely agree. So, I just wanted to shout out the guys over at Villanova. We kind of wanted to shift our focus over there. They're going to the Final Four. Shout out to those guys. Huge game. They played Houston. I heard that Houston had a bad game. I actually didn't get a chance to watch the game. 5% from three. Yeah, 5% from sure. three. Honestly, that's not going to get it done. I mean, I know the coach is over there, I mean, rolling in his fucking bed. Yeah, Villanova's back in the Final Four. I'm very excited. Uh, Jermaine Samuels, huge you're game. a straight bucket, dude. You're a straight bucket. Huge game, 16 points and 10 rebounds and not a double-double. Dude, he is leading Villanova right now along with Colin Gillespie. And having having Justin Moore out now is going to be really, really tough. He guards the best player on the other team. And, dude, they are, they're going to need their bench to step up because – Villanova is such a good team, and dude, their defense is amazing. It's amazing, dude. I, I, like you just look at their defense; they're 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 outstanding on such defense. Such a good job from Jay Wright, man. But having Justin Moore out is going to be very tough. Uh, he is he's such a good player. How do you think it's going to affect Villanova? I think it's going to affect Villanova tremendously. Uh, I think they can turn around and get it done because you know they got one of the greatest coaching staffs in college baseball, yeah, Jay, Jay Wright. Wright. I yep. mean, does a phenomenal job with the team every year. Great coach, he's experienced. Great coach, got to give the man credit where credit is due. And I think it's going to be a huge piece not having more. And I heard there was going to be a lot of upside on sports talk shows that they don't see Villanova winning this because of Moore's absence. And I think it's going to play a huge part, but. Um, I'm backing up Jay Wright on this, and I think he's going to be able to turn around and, you know, get it done and, you know, provide a great, great coaching coaching job like he always does. Yep, we got a big game on Saturday, Villanova versus Kansas. You can check that one out. That's on TBS. Yeah, it's Saturday, April 2nd at 6.09 p.m. Yeah, they got weird times. for yeah, weird times. <laughs> they yeah. have weird times for the tournament. Yeah, but uh, that's going to be a huge game. Kansas, the first seed. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. But I think, you know, obviously we got to root our guys, our cats, you know, Villanova, you know. Uh, but big shout-out to those guys, you know. Uh, phenomenal year, you know. Way to step up, guys. I think Villanova beats Kansas in this game. 
Oh, wow. Bold yeah, prediction. I'm, I think they do. Yeah, I'm taking a bold prediction. I'm I'm saying tough, gritty, fought game. I'm saying Villanova beats Kansas on this one. Hey, might be a little biased, but I'm taking Nova. Kansas, back the boys. Kansas is the favorite in this game. I'm going with the underdog. Always got to go. We're always the underdogs, man. We, <laughs> we got to go. We got to go. Always the underdogs. Always got to go with the underdogs. So let's go, back to, Nova. let's go back to the NFL. I want to hear your take on this. They changed the rules now in overtime. Both teams get a possession at the ball if the first team scores a touchdown. What do you think about this? Honestly, Sean, honestly, I like it. I, I love do. it. I, I love like it. it. It gives both the teams an opportunity. You got to give both the teams an opportunity. I mean, you last do. year, obviously, I like Patrick Mahomes a lot and stuff, but the Bills definitely would have scored a touchdown in that in that uh, playoff game and kind of screwed them because they didn't get another opportunity once Kansas City scored the touchdown. So um, I'm very excited for this rule change, and I think it's going to help a lot of teams, and it gives another team a chance. I mean, you don't give the other team a chance, and it's just not fair. Absolutely, and nobody's going to deny the fact that they don't like watching more football. So Especially them if it was chance. a great game like that. Like that exactly. Buffalo-Kansas City game was outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, Such and, a great and, game. Yeah, and people will want to continue to watch it. So nobody's going to deny the fact that, you know, they're going to be like, oh, you know, we're not going to deny the fact that, you know, if we could watch more football, we're absolutely going to do it. We're going to take advantage of the opportunity. So nobody's going to be like, oh, no, I hate that. You know what I mean? In my eyes, I love it. Even more football to watch. Give exactly. them another opportunity. You know what I mean? That's the way I'm looking at it. Exactly. Especially if it's a great game like that. For sure, for sure, Sean. So I know you kind of wanted to shift some questions over to me, shift our focus over to the Phillies. I saw that they put their starting card out for today. Kyle Schwarber was batting first. Um, I know he's going to be a huge piece. But I know you wanted to pop some questions to me how the Phillies were going to do this year. Big big home runs the other day from Castellanos hit a bomb, yeah. dude. He had a bomb. And I, I saw mean, the that other was a night, shot. I saw the other night, I think Bryce Harper had a three-run three, three run home run. I think it was a three-run home run or two-run two home run. But, I'm not sure he did hit a home yeah, run. Yeah, but he had he a had, big no, bomb. No, he had was, two bombs. Yeah, two bombs. Yeah, That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Schwarber had a bomb the other day, too. Yeah. How do you think these um, new Phillies are looking, man? Dude, I have high expectations for the Phillies this year. High mm-hmm. expectations. Dude, it all goes down on their pitching. Yes, it the does. Pitching, we're going to score a ton of runs, so it all goes down the pitching. Our pitchers need to step up. I think Ranger Suarez is going to have a huge year. If um, Zach Eflin – or not Zach Eflin. If Zach Eflin can stay healthy, if Zach Wheeler can stay healthy, and Aaron Nola, his fastball has been looking tremendous. Oh, yeah, this spring, I love dude. Aaron Nola, dude. Aaron Nola, I think he'll have a huge year this year. I think he's going to step up. He cut the flow and everything. <laughs> um, and I got high expectations. As long as their pitching can stay good, I think that the Phillies are fine. Yeah, talking about flow, uh, Bryce also cut his off too. Bryce did cut his <laughs> off. Yeah. He's going for them back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, he is, dude. I think he's going to come out firing all cylinders. I think he's going to have another breakout year. Kyle Schulber is a huge addition. I think he's going to be tremendous on the offensive end. And I think who's going to step up, who's going to have another bounce-back year from being hurt last year is Reese Hoskins and also my boy JT Ramuto because he was all banged up last season. I think he's going to have a huge backup uh, bounce-back year. And I'm going to expect Didi to – to provide on the offensive end, too. I think he's going to be hot this year, too. Yeah, I hope Didi has a good year. It was a little off year last year. Yeah. And uh, the code season, I guess I really won't count that. Um, but I think Didi, Gregorius, I think JT, I think they're going to have bounce-back seasons this year. I think they're going to help the Phillies a lot. Dude, I just – I really need a playoff game. Dude, I need, like, a, <laughs> like a grand slam at Citizens Bank Park from Schwarber or Harper, Harper or – 
Castellanos, dude. <laughs> Get that be... bell ringing. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That, I need that injected into my veins, dude. Yes. Dung, I need it. Dung, dung. We need that bell ringing. We need it, boys. Huge shout out to the Phillies. We got high, high expectations for you guys. And I think you guys are going to have a breakout year this year. And I think Reese Hoskins has a great bounce back year as well. I mean, coming off the injury. He has to be, This man. guy, don't be surprised if this dude can hit like 35 to 40 bombs this year if he stays healthy. Yeah, I'm thinking he can, man. We, we have high expectations for this Phillies team. And I got no bias, no bias here. I think Harper can go for a back-to-back MVP as well. I think he can. Honestly, Bryce Harper is just phenomenal talent, and I think he's going to come out vengeance. He he wants it again, but this year, he wants to win the chip. Dude, he I'm wants ready, it all. I'm ready for opening day. He wants it all. Yeah, I know. We, you know, just, you know, just our just our voices. We're excited, man. We want the season to come along. Opening day, dude. You know? It's such a great feeling once you see that baseball's back too. I mean, I know a lot of people might not watch it because it's so slow and boring and everything, but kind of drags out. I enjoy it a lot, dude. Yeah, so do I. I mean, you know, I'm I'm probably gonna join two fantasy baseball leagues. Probably gonna start up our own league, which Shawnee, you're probably gonna join. But uh, what you call it? I- I'm excited, man. And you know, even playing fantasy baseball just gets me more. More interested in the game. It gets me more adapt. You Pay know. attention to it a lot more, yeah. Yeah, I get more known with the players and their names and statistics, you know what I mean? So, But I loved doing it last year. Last year was my first year doing the fantasy, and I honestly love doing the fantasy baseball. Like I said, I'm going to be doing it again. I can't wait for opening day. You know, I I um, I um, got huge expectations from my guy, Brandon Lau. I think he's uh, things going to come out firing all cylinders. He already had a bomb um, in spring training. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I expect – Huge year from him, but ultimately, you know, high expectations for the Phils. Yeah, and this NL East is going to be really hard to beat. I mean, you got Atlanta, you got the New York Mets that are actually looking really good. Might make a surprise this year, but I usually, I they always get hyped up during the year, and then they kind of they kind of joke. They always they joke every single year. Shout out to our classmate Andrew. He's a huge uh, Mets fan. (laughs) I know he has high expectations uh, this year for them, but um, you know the. The Phils are going to overtop your team, dude. I'm sorry, Andrew. Scherzer's, Scherzer's washed. Yeah, Scherzer. <laughs> dude, last year he was a freaking monster, man. Different yeah. colored eyes. He was a monster. Oh, my God. Scherzer, you know, as soon as you see his eyes, his face, you're like, wow. And he, was a, and he was on a great team like L.A. Yeah. What do you think about L.A. this year? I mean, dude, they're – they get stacked. Their lineup. They're stacked. Like, they get – they get – Better players every single year. <laughs> like Freddie do. Freeman this year, Mookie Betts another year. Yeah, like AJ Pollock another year. Like yeah. they do, they just they come up big in free agency every single season. That's a scary team, and that's the one team I want to try to avoid in the playoffs if we make it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I completely agree with, with you on there, Sean. And I just want to pop this question to you. Um, I had Marcus Semyon on my fantasy team last year. How do you think he does with the new team this year? I think he does very well for Texas. Um, him and Seager are going to be a one-two punch right there. They're right in the lineup. They're such they're two great players, and I think they're both going to thrive on Texas. He might have an even better season. You think so? Than he did last year. Okay. I mean, dude, he can he can lead Texas. Him and Seager are both tremendous ball players. Oh, yeah, and Seager's phenomenal. Yeah, so them two together are going to connect so well, and I think they're going to be great teammates. And I I could really see Simeon having an even better season than last year. So I'm also going to pop this question to you, Sean. George Springer, he was all banged up last year. How do you think he comes back? This, do you think he has a bounce back year this year? If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, that's the only only way I see George Springer having a good year because 
Him last year, he got hurt so much. And he did, man. But when he was playing, he was producing so much. Yeah, he was like phenomenal. He, yeah, he was a great player. And I know you had him on fantasy last year, and it was tough to see yeah, him. Yeah, it was tough, Tough man, to see him hurt all year. he was always getting hurt. But when he played, you know, he was phenomenal. But his health just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, he's such a good player. So um, if he can just stay healthy, I think that he can have a really, really good season for with the Toronto Blue, or with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he'll have a huge bounce back year, like we were saying. Health, health is up up for question you know you just got to stay healthy but you know i think i think he's going to come back and have a huge bounce back year so sean i just wanted to pop this question to you how do you think nelson cruz does with washington this year you already know that he's a home run hitter he's going to hit bombs for them going to hit bombs easily just going to hit bombs for him him and soto they i saw a thing on, i saw a thing on um instagram the other day it was who would do it was going to hit more bombs and it was juan soto and nelson cruz or harper and castellanos wow in my opinion, well, I guess that this is a great question for both of us. I believe that Harper and Castellanos are going to hit more bombs this season. Yeah, I'm taking Harper and Castellanos. I mean, no, not being biased, Castellanos just rakes, and you know Harper just rakes. They both rake, dude. They both rake. So both of them, I think they're going to have more combined home runs than Nelson Cruz and Juan Soto. But I'm not going to take it out of the picture. Juan Soto and Nelson Cruz, they both can hit bombs. Juan Soto can hit at least like 30 to 35. Oh, yeah. Nelson Phenomenal Cruz. season last year, too. Nelson was... Cruz, 30 to 35, maybe even 40. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but I would take Harper and Castellanos on it. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Sean. So, that is going to wrap up our episode for today. That has been episode six of Threaded Needle Podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed. Have a good one.